Hello, and welcome to episode 18. I'm your host, Sarah Chappay. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, you can head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod. So, Jake. Yeah. We took a week off. We did. It feels like a long time. It does. I kind of don't remember how to do this. Oh, it's just like riding a bike. Yeah. I had people texting me asking if we were okay, if everything <laughs> was good. Wondering if we broke up yeah. as brother and sister. Yeah. If the band is mm. back together and it is. Yeah. So. We're back. We're back. Back in full force. Yes. So this week's episode, I kind of saw going around on Twitter a little bit, um, which was, what are the biggest surprises about being an adult? Yeah. It's like, you know, one of those threads that then people comment <laughs> Yeah, and I'm there for about three hours. I feel like you spend a lot more time on Twitter than I do. I'm, I'm probably on Twitter more than I am on any other app. Really? Yeah. I, it's always interesting to me to hear what other people like, what their app of choice is. Because mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time on Instagram. I'm a lot. I, I'm there a lot too, but. Yeah. I, I'm on Twitter basically when I've exhausted all my other options. Mm. I don't tweet a lot. And yeah, I don't either. I want, I want to tweet at people, like these threads that I read. But then I'm uh-huh. like. <laughs> Because I did it once, <laughs> I responded once, and it yeah. kind of went semi-viral, but it's just like my response. And what if does you, that mean? Like, I have like a hundred like, likes on it, which is like... That's not semi-viral. It is for me when my <laughs> tweets get like five. Okay, so, yeah. But like, it's not enough of like a tweet for me to pin at the top of my thing, because if you don't know what I'm responding to, it's like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Right. And that's the only time. And like every now and then the tweet will go viral again. So then my response will get seen and I'll get like a bunch more likes. And it's just so wild. And I can't really share it with anybody because then I'd have to share the whole thread. Yeah. And it's just like this weird pocket of the Internet. It's like you're Hannah Montana. Yeah. It's like you're famous, but you can't tell anyone. Yeah. And there's always like Twitter jokes and nobody else gets them but me because I've I'm in enough of the threads to know what the like jokes are, you know? Yeah. Like Twitter has its own, like, uh, uh, like their own memes that only people on Twitter know. Yeah. And this Mm. like subculture of like lingo that people use and they always will reference other tweets. And so then I like go to those tweets and it's like kind of a rabbit hole and that's why you're there for so long. And sometimes I'll be like, whose profile am I on again? And I'm like, why am I even looking at this? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And then I like remember. Do you, uh, are you ever on Reddit? No. You would lose your life to Reddit. I probably would. That's, Reddit is like full of just Reddit memes. And you can literally uh, like push a button that says take me anywhere or something. And it'll just take you to oh, no. some like rabbit hole of the internet. No, I would not like that. <laughs> And I have I think you would. I, I really do think you would. <laughs> and I have like a like a a way that I go through Twitter. What's it called? Like every time I look at Twitter, it's the same. Like I look a routine. at a routine, thank you. <laughs> so like I have my specific like hubs on Twitter that I hit 
and trends. Like what? I'm I'm fascinated by this. Are actually. you really? Like it's yeah. I feel like it's the same as Instagram because it's the same thing from my Instagram. I have the same accounts that I don't follow, but they're in my search, so I check on them every day to see if any new. But drama. like I've never on Twitter gone to an account and like looked through it. I only oh. like look look at what's on my feed, you know. Yeah. And then I'm because that's why I get so bored of it. Like I don't. How do you go l- through learn the, anything then? I don't like go to the explore tab and like search for topics. I go to Reddit for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Twitter doesn't seem like a very good like uh culmination of information. It just seems like a lot of uh, opinions and voices. Yeah, you have you know? to kind of like go in knowing that you have to know like either you're not going to form an opinion based on what you read or I already have my opinion and like this is just but everything Banter. is an argument. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. See, that's why I don't I don't like reading. I think arguments. that's why I like it because I like I like drama that I'm not in. That's why I like reality <laughs> TV so much. And like Twitter yeah. is an extension of reality TV sometimes. So depending suppose, yeah. on the show I'm watching, like when The Bachelor's on, I'm on Twitter just reading through tweets, reading through tweets, yeah. and I won't get on Twitter because I'm not watching it tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think my girlfriend gets on Twitter. The only time she gets on it is to watch the Big Brother live tweets or something. Oh yeah, the live updates. I have not gotten into Big Brother yet. She's all about it. I should start. I think that's that's her one like reality TV guilty pleasure. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think she likes the Kardashians because she texts me about it. Oh no. This isn't going to work out. Yeah. But so anyways, my routine on Twitter is the same every time. I go through my timeline and I hit, you know, my like see new tweets. Did you know some people will scroll to the top? Like you can push a little button and it zooms you to the top. Yeah, that's what I do. Same time. So then I'll read through all of those, but I will stop at tweets that are interesting to me and click on those, read through the comments and then like back out and then keep going through my timeline, click on that one, read through the comments. And if all of the comments are similar, then I'll, I won't read all of them. Yeah. Then when I'm done with that and I'm all caught up, I go to, I swipe over to my explore page. I read the, what's trending in the United States. Yeah. And, uh, I then will scroll through, um, cause it'll have like the trending and then it'll have like articles. And so if there's different articles, instead of what's trending, I'll read through those. And if there's anything interesting, then I'll go read the <laughs> articles or I'll read the recap on Twitter and then read people's tweets. It's just, it's funny to me because when you and I have conversations, like not even just on this podcast, like basically <laughs> every time you and I are together in person and we're having a conversation, Basically 70 to 90% of what you say follows with, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, now you know why. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I have a hard time taking information seriously when it's followed up with, yeah, I saw this on Twitter. Cause to me, cause I think, I think everybody's Twitter line is different. Like their timeline is different depending Mm -hmm. on what kind of person they are. So the type of things that I see on Twitter are a lot of like jokes and like just funny. Like, cause I, I don't know. I don't follow anything serious on Twitter. Yeah. And so when you say, yeah, I saw it on Twitter, I'm like, that's the same place that I go to just like see people be stupid on the internet. (laughs) So it's like this weird, I don't know, strange. It's funny. And the the only articles that I read are like if they're credible. So I don't like click on like 
boardpanda.com and mm. read those. There's so much good stuff on boardpanda.com, though. <laughs> You're really missing out. There's some good info there. So, like, if I'm there looking at my news, which I rarely look at, like, the specific tabs, I only look at the trending. There's tabs? Yeah. I sound so old. Yeah, there's, <laughs> like, different, like, categories. So you can look at, like, entertainment or, like, news or, like, lifestyle. Huh. And then once I get through all what's trending... Usually trending doesn't take me a long time unless it's like something big. Yeah. And then I'll scroll through. It gives you categories based on who you follow. So it'll be like actors and actresses. And that's like always my top one. And so I'll just like, you know, peruse what these people, these folks are saying. Right. Usually it's political. So I kind of skip through theirs. And then I have a CrossFit one because I follow a lot of CrossFit people on Twitter and then it'll give me like a random one for the day. So it'll be like, you follow Jenna Fisher from the office. Here's a bunch of tweets about Jenna Fisher. And like, those yeah. are rarely like, unless it's like Chrissy Teigen or something that she had said. And then it'll like mm. pull those up. And then I get to my comedians and that's where I sit. That's my last yeah. thing that I do on Twitter is I sit through comedians and I go through every tweet, read the comments because most of their <laughs> tweets are connected and related to a specific joke or something that had happened right. on Twitter that day. So how much uh, how much time of your day is this? I mean, it, I've got it down to like, you know, my scroll is pretty quick now. Like I kind of know yeah. who I'm skipping past on my timeline. I kind of yeah. know what trends I'm not going to read. But like a big Was day. It? What? Go, go ahead. Well, like when Kobe Bryant died, when that news broke. Yeah. I... I did not leave my phone for hours and I was right. reading the exact same tweets. Like there was not a lot of new information coming in, but I had to right. go through every, and my Twitter actually froze. Yikes. Because it was like, because of the information that was coming in and the amount of people that were on it and I was refreshing mm. it so much. My like app was like, we have no new news for you. It literally <laughs> was like, nothing is new. Yeah. So so is this a surprise about your adult life is how much time you would spend on Twitter? No, no, because it's not like, <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff I read, it's like, wow, I really wasted my time reading this girl complaining about girls talking bad about her because she is kind of a hoe. <laughs> like sometimes I like get really invested in people's lives through Twitter, but right. I get a Pe- lot of my people headlines. People you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, And then I'll bump on over to Instagram and create people's Instagram based on their Twitter because sometimes... Mm. You got to put a face to the name. Yeah. And sometimes they're screenshotting stories and then posting Mm. it. And so you have to go and see the full story because they'll just like take snippets. That's usually... Yeah, you have to. (laughs) That's usually if it's YouTuber drama. So (laughs) you got to be careful with that because they like to start rumors. So Mm, yeah, (laughs) that's what I do in the morning and at night. All right. <laughs> well, I was trying to segue into the actual topic of this show, oh. but I'm glad. No. <laughs> I'm glad that you kept going <laughs> about about uh, having to see the snippets of the stories. And it's fine. You asked. Drama. I did. Yeah, I feel enlightened. <laughs> I actually, I mean, like, I am honestly really fascinated with people's addictions to social media because mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel uh, not so alone in my own struggles. Yeah. <laughs> Have you looked up at like how much? user time on each app you have yeah I've set limits on my Instagram yeah but I I just click dismiss on my alarm (laughs) yeah I hit it every day (laughs) 45 minutes is mine within yeah I think mine's a half hour 
Which, like, if you think about the amount of things you could actually do in a half hour versus just, like, scrolling through pictures of nothing. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk about what we were talking about? Yes. So, anyways, I saw this on Twitter. I saw this trend or thread of people writing the biggest surprises about being an adult, and I thought it would be a fun topic for us to go over. Yeah, I agree. So do you want to get us started with some of yours? Yeah, sure. Um, the first thing that surprised me about being an adult is how much of a pain in the butt buying things like vacuums and trash bags <laughs> is. Um, it still sometimes makes me angry when I, because, you know, I go to the grocery store every Sunday and we've talked about this. Like I know exactly how much I'm going to spend because I make the same meals for every day of the week, mm-hmm. every week. It's just, it's the same. It takes me 10 minutes to go to the store. Oh like I'm in and out. But there's those weeks where like, oh, I need to buy trash bags and paper towels and all these like mm-hmm. non-regular things. And then my grocery tab for that week is like $50 more than it usually is. And <laughs> it's just a bummer. Yeah. I, and the first time I bought a vacuum, that's when I really felt like an adult. Same. Because I was standing in the vacuum aisle or whatever and I was like, looking at all the options and I ended up buying one that I'm pretty sure was made by Fisher Price. Like <laughs> it's just basically a child's toy vacuum that they just put a real <laughs> vacuum motor in. It's so, it's so cheap, but like, you know, I live in a, in an apartment, so it's not like I'm vacuuming a big house all the time. So I figured yeah. it'd be fine. But yeah, that was a, I didn't think I, I don't know when I, when I moved away from home and stuff, I was not expecting to have to buy a vacuum because my whole yeah. life there's always just been one there. Yep. That's how I know? felt. Yeah. So, yeah. Why don't that you was, get uh, on that snuck up on me? Why don't you get on that Amazon shipping of your trash bags and stuff? I think it's more expensive. We do it. But isn't it more expensive? I don't think so. Run? No. Yeah. And we have it yeah, set to come like every six months or something. Like Stefan yeah. has it down to a science and they just write about when we're out. I I've thought about doing that. So I actually for a while, this is gonna sound nerdy, uh I like to look at like different credit cards and like what their rewards are and stuff. I'm not mm-hmm. like one of the, those churning people, but when I was first getting into like r- getting some good credit cards, um, I was going to get the Amazon credit card because their cash back on Amazon purchases, um, that are fulfilled by Amazon is like 5% or something. Oh, nice. So I was going to get that credit card and then do all of my like paper towels and stuff mm-hmm. just on that. So like I was just getting more rewards for that kind of thing, but I ended up not because I don't, I don't know if it ended up being mm. worth it or not, but mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, yeah, I should do that. But that was the first thing that surprised me is, yes. uh, you know, all the stuff that, you know, my, my mom would either have laying around for me to use, even though I've rarely ever vacuumed anyway, <laughs> unless I was told to, or, uh, like when you live in the dorms in college, like, I don't know, I feel like they have a lot of that stuff for you as well, yeah. but, um, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And um, the next thing, I'll do two at a time. Does that okay. sound good? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, the next thing is apparently everyone is stuck in a pyramid scheme. <laughs> uh, this was a, sh- a, we've talked about this before as well, but this was a huge shock to me. Um, like within my first uh, year of being, you know, in Kansas City and having my own job and my own life, basically once or twice a month, someone would, uh, come up to me like out of nowhere at the grocery store and ask me about like, 
who who I am, what I do for a living, all this stuff. And, you know, I thought, oh, this is what adults do. They just talk to each other in the grocery <laughs> store. This is great. Maybe I'll actually make some new friends in this town. Nope. They were trying to leech me into their pyramid scheme every <laughs> single time. And I think this is because, like, no one actually knows how to be an adult. Mm -hmm. So, like, young adults are super susceptible to, like, the recruiting and brainwashing tactics of these mm -hmm. pyramid schemes. Like... Everyone in their first couple of years of being an adult, they're like paying off a bunch of debt, you know, student loan debt, or maybe they just bought a car or whatever. And maybe their job isn't quite what they thought it would be. And like they're adjusting to this big life change. And then someone comes along and says, hey, do you want this like immaculately better life? And mm -hmm. you can pay off all your debt and be financially independent by the time you're 26. So like, yeah, that sounds appealing compared to all the things that I'm learning about myself now. So yeah. Um, yeah. The pyramid scheme definitely surprised me. I always knew they were a thing because people in college, like it's a thing people do in college a lot too. But I yeah. figured that by the time you were an adult, most people would have, <laughs> would, uh, give it up. would see through it, but I don't know. They still get people. So I was surprised by that. Yeah. Um, my first one was how expensive groceries slash food is. Yeah. But <laughs> that continually surprises me every time right. I go grocery shopping. And Stefan and I do like a wrap up of our budget every year. So mm -hmm. we like we don't have kids. We never have had kids. Like we're not like empty nesters. <laughs> so it's like yeah. not like there are seasons of our lives where we're buying more food or less food. Right. Like we eat fairly consistently. Yeah. <laughs> like right. I would hope. And our grocery bill has gotten higher because the price of food has gotten more expensive. Like yeah. we can see the trend of our mm -hmm. grocery bills. And I, I literally remember the first time going grocery shopping when I was married. Like when I was living on my own in a apartment, I like ate like ramen and cereal <laughs> and like peanut yeah. butter sandwiches. Like not I was food. not doing much. Yeah. Like pizza. Right. But then when I got married, I was like, mm, I got to like cook now and like, be domestic. Yeah. yeah, like use my crock pot. And so <laughs> I like remember going to the grocery store to get like food because I don't know why I was like, I felt like I had to be like Lisa now and like yeah. whipping up these like, you know, extravagant well, probably foods. on Pinterest and Twitter and all that stuff. So, you Pinterest know, was like just getting started. So it was, yeah, there was like. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I can use all these now. But they weren't like good yet. You know right. what I mean? They were just like sure. moms that cooked. Just like regular yeah, it like was meatloaf. So some, yeah, <laughs> some of the stuff I made was like not good. But anyways, right. I remember going the very first time and I was like drenched in sweat because mm -hmm. I was like my first time actually buying like a fridge full of groceries for yep. like myself. And I was like. I don't ever want to do this again. It's stressful. And I do it every week now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's why I do what I do because, uh, it can get away from you pretty quick. I think. Yes. Like I, I walk, I still walk through like on the aisles, like, oh yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm going to mm -hmm. get that. Mm -hmm. like, no, it's not part of my, part, not part of my regimen right now, but mm -hmm. like cereal alone would probably bankrupt me if I was eating cereal all the time. It's so cheap though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I eat a lot of cereal. But, like, that's the thing, too. Like, as an adult, there comes a point when you realize, if I want to buy that cake in the bakery that smells so good, like, I can I do can. that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you do that, and you're like, why do I have a cake? 
and seven boxes of cereal and why is my grocery bill so high? And it's because... I'm an adult. Yeah, you're thinking <laughs> as a six-year-old. And Well, it's because when you were a kid, that's all you ever wanted. Yes. And you could never get it. Mm -hmm. So now that you can, like, I, I really think being an adult is just an extension of being a kid, except for now you can actually do the things that you wanted to do. Yeah, except we don't really realize it yet. I don't think I'll ever realize it. Like, there are times I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, oh, I really want, like, Ben and Jerry's. I'm like, I can't get it. Like, who is stopping me from getting it? Nobody yeah. is stopping me. I am the only one there. I mean, yeah. I'm not the only one, but like, who is, I'm a grown woman. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> Why know. Why can't I get exactly. Ben and Jerry's? Yeah. That's me standing in front of talking to myself and they're like, um, ma'am, it's closing time. I'm like, I need the ice cream. That's why you go to Walmart because that's what everyone does there because they're all crazy. They just stand and talk you, to the ice cream. You fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. Groceries suck. Yeah, it's my least favorite chore mm -hmm. by far. What's another one of yours? Um, my next one is it surprised me how difficult it is to stay connected to people and that you like actively have to plan time to connect oh. with friends. Yeah. So, for example, I live with my best friend and I have a standing coffee day with her on Fridays because we rarely see each other. Really? Because we're so busy. Yeah. Like we're just in a season of our lives right now where we're both busy, but yeah. it like snuck up on us very quickly. And we were like, I haven't seen you for like six weeks. Yeah. And so we just like have it. It's always there. And then sometimes I've had to cancel the last few times, but yeah, like I think it in like all of my friends, um, are like we're Stefan's friends basically right. or camp friends like I have a few friends now that I've since like made post marriage but I met them all when I was in high school slash college so we were with each other constantly right. and we were like living in this little hub you know where we we're like three minutes away from each other right the only thing to do is to hang out with people or go do things with each other and then you graduate or you like we got married and moved off camp I mean people were still always over at our apartment but you get into this season where then it's like oh I haven't seen these people that I spent all my time with for months and like yeah. we have to like have you seen that that tweet where it's like <laughs> scheduling plans with adults and it's like I'm free Monday Wednesday and they're like lol I'm free Tuesday Thursday and I'm like yeah. that's how I feel with everybody that's very true yeah yeah, I have just recently started to have to like put things in my calendar, mm -hmm. which like for me is so painful because I like made it all the way through high school and college without ever using planners. Like Ugh. I never wrote anything down, but oh I'm my gosh. <laughs> like I, which is funny because I feel like I was infinitely more busy back then, especially yeah. in college. But like I have just now gotten to the point where I've realized that like it's not worth my mental bandwidth to keep mm -hmm. up, keep that all in my head. So mm -hmm. I've put, been putting things in my calendar and yeah, it's weird. That's cool that, uh, you and Ashley do that though. Like I don't really yeah. have standing appointments with any of my friends. I also yeah. don't have any friends. So well, there's that. You need um, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, I, I do like, I agree with you. Like when you're growing up, your friends are kind of built in. Mm -hmm. especially like in high school and in college if you're involved in like sports and stuff especially um you're you're kind of forced to be around people who have similar interests and like passions as you do mm -hmm. um 
and even in college, like I had, like I had classes with the same people for like th- at least three years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my best friend that I made in college, I saw him literally every day for eight to 10 hours a day yeah. because we were in all of our classes together and we were in extracurricular stuff together and all that. And then I moved down here and that was a super jarring thing was like, I was kind of new, like, oh, I'll basically be starting over when yeah. I moved to a new city. But I didn't realize exactly like what that would feel like until like I remember when I moved when you guys helped me move in and then when you left and I was like what do I do now like like, I don't I literally don't know anyone here (laughs) yeah the people I did know were uh working and that was like on a Wednesday or something so I couldn't like hit them up in the afternoon on a Wednesday it was like I don't know it was weird so yeah the friends thing as an adult is definitely strange and it's really like it, I think it's even harder than the more people you add into it. So like mm-hmm. I have a group of girlfriends that we're always trying to meet up and it's like, okay, these are the days that I'm free from this time to this time. And then it'll be like a Venn diagram of like yeah. who, when, what, and like what's the most amount of people. Yeah, and It's like, it sucks when people are left out, but mm-hmm. hopefully your friends are mature and are like, <laughs> don't, you know, yeah. reschedule on my account. But yeah, it's, it's, it can be like quite depressing and I feel like it can be almost really lonely because if it's like you said in high school and college, it's like built in, but then it like becomes this shift where it's like, oh, my friends aren't like reaching out to me, but it's like, you have to also make a little bit of an effort. Right. And I think because that's they're also all thinking the same thing. Like exactly. they're all waiting for someone to reach out. Yeah. Or just like everyone's busy and then mm-hmm. you get to a Friday or Saturday and you're like, oh, I didn't even like make plans to do anything. Right. So yeah. that was like, that's definitely one of, been one of the biggest surprises to me. Yeah. I'm going to add one in just because we're talking about friends and stuff, but, um, I didn't expect like having, so growing up, like all of my friends were friends with each other. Like we were mm-hmm. all in a friend group, you know? So we were all kind of built, built in together and like yeah. in college was similar as well. Um, but as an adult, I've noticed that, like, I have different pockets of friends. Yeah. Like, work friends, and then I've got, like, my friends from church, and then I've got, like, uh, my girlfriend, and then I've got my girlfriend's friends. And, yep. like, I all, I refer to them as these different pockets when I'm talking yep. to other people. I'm like, oh, I can't. I've got friends with, or I've got plans with, you know, my girlfriend and some of her friends or whatever. Yeah. And it never really occurs to me to, like, invite people to, like, cross groups. Have you noticed this? I, just, I, okay, I, don't, know if, I yes. don't know if women do this or no. not, but like for me, if, if I have plans with a different group of friends, it seems like, like, I don't feel comfortable being like, oh, you should come hang out with us. Like, I'm, I'm always afraid that that person's going to feel isolated or something. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I feel like that's a normal thing to do. Like, so that's what people should do. I have noticed that that is common, that people don't do that. And it's actually caused a lot of tension in relationships that I have, because I'll be like, why didn't you invite me to this? And and it's like, they're like, oh, I was just like doing this thing with like my X, Y, and Z group and it didn't cross my mind. But when I took my strengths finders, like my, one of my top ones is includer. So to Mm. me, I was, I was taking it as like, I was offended that nobody wanted to include me, but to them, it was like what you were saying. It's just like, you have these different pockets and like, you just. Yeah. Don't cross contaminate. But to me, I'm like, the more the merrier. Like, yeah, let's let everybody and, be friends. And to me, it's not necessarily like I don't want these people to hang out together. Yeah. But it's like all of those groups of people have very specific personality types. Like 
for some reason, my groups are all very extreme in like <laughs> one specific like uh, yeah behavior. You know, they're all very like my my work friends are all engineer nerd like yeah they, they all enjoy specific things and then like my church friends are all very similar to each other and whatever and uh my girlfriend and I have this other group of friends that all like we like to go out to eat at really nice places or like yeah go pay $20 for a drink at a, like a really nice bar where like yeah. my other friends don't like doing those things so <laughs> it's I it's hard for me to like keep track of who likes doing what and like because yeah. my I've never taken the strengths finder thing but I get very stressed out about making sure that everybody is having a good time. Yes, like if you people, do. <laughs> if people come from out of town, especially and like want to hang out here, like I feel like I need to have things planned and like, I want them, if they're going to go through all that trouble, I want them to make sure it was like good and they enjoyed themselves. Yeah. So that's why I'm always like, ah, like I could invite them to this, but I don't know if the groups would mesh and I don't want them to like mm -hmm. be upset out. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I don't do it. But I didn't expect to have to do that because growing up, I never really had like separate groups of friends. Like yeah. I had my friends and that yeah. was basically it. You yeah. Know? So yeah. that was, that was an adjustment for me as well. Have you ever realized that like, so this is another thing. I, I don't know if I read it on Twitter or if it was like an article that I, well, I probably found the article on Twitter. But the, that like this phenomenon that you work, your work friends, they feel like friends because you spend, I say f they feel like friends, like because quote unquote friends, because you spend the majority of your life with these people. You spend mm -hmm. less time with your spouse and family than you do with people you work with. But work people probably know the least about you. But mm -hmm. because of the amount of time you spend with them, you feel like you have this big bond with them mm -hmm. most of the time. If you enjoy your coworkers, I should say. Yeah. And But if you remove them from that situation of work, you have little to nothing to talk <laughs> about. It was like a yeah. study I read that people, they weren't like allowed to talk about work or something like that. And it was like the conversation ended oh within like gosh. five minutes. <laughs> it, yeah, it's so true. Like my, I have a, a, a pretty, like I know a lot of people at work but I have a pretty kind of focused group of friends at work that I mm -hmm. hang out with when I'm at work and sometimes outside of work. But um, I feel like we are all fairly close in that we can talk about other things, but we definitely talk about work a lot. Yeah. It, like especially even there are times when we hang out outside of work and we'll like catch ourselves talking about work. And yep. like, guys, what are we doing? Cause that's <laughs> like, all you have in common. Yeah. Usually like that's the biggest piece of your Venn diagram. With well, it's them. just such an easy thing to talk about, you know, like yeah. in as someone like me, who's afraid of like people feeling awkward. Like <laughs> I, I can always bring up like, so what are you working on these days and like mm -hmm. have something going on. But yeah, that is so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely true. It's a good article. Okay. Did you want to do more? Uh, yeah, I guess it's my turn. Um, nothing is ever new, but that's all anyone ever wants you to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, uh, you know, this is a nice segue. You see some friends that you haven't seen in a while and they say, so what's new? And literally nothing. Yeah. Ever. Nothing ever. is ever nothing new. Is nothing, nothing is, is new. ever new. It always just is. Yeah. But for some reason, that's what people want. That's what everyone asks. So what's new? And uh, I don't know. I just think it's funny because then you say nothing. Nothing. And then that's the end of the conversation because yeah. nothing's new with them either. Because then, yeah. then you're talking about work. Then you're and then like, you're like this. Yep. Yeah. So. And then you take a drink of whatever you're drinking. Yep. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much to say here, but uh, 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's just surprising to me how like no one ever actually has anything to talk about. So they, <laughs> but they're trying so hard to like seem like they care about what's going on in your life, but they don't really, but no so they really ask cares. what's new and they know because nothing is new. Mm-hmm. It's like when people say, so how are you? And you say good, even though you're dying slowly inside. I was inside. just going <laughs> to say that, that like people need to start being like, thank you so much for asking. And then just like yeah. vent. And it's like, oh no, I really <laughs> didn't want to hear oh, actually, this. Actually, I've got to go. I got to yeah. peace out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's another one of yours? Trying to have a balanced life. So mm. I think yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, preach. <laughs> preach it. Like you go through school for what, 12 years minimum usually if you're you know just finishing college and then if you add on I mean sorry high school (laughs) if you finish high school and then you add your secondary education whether that's like a trade or you know community college or whatever and then you're done and you're this whole time you've had this like focused mentality of like school 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 put everything else aside or it's like okay, be as crazy as you can in college, like get good grades, but like live your life. And then you get into the real world and it's like, you have instant responsibilities, you have a job, you have bills and it's like, okay, but then how do I balance all of this? Or you had a very intense college experience, like you're studying all the time and then it's done and you're like, I have all this free time now and Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with all this free time. So for me, it's more like, how do I like being balanced in like working hard at work, feeling like I have an off time because since I work for myself, I feel like I should always be working Mm -hmm. or I'm not working enough because I work for myself. Right. And then I'm training and trying to like live a normal life. And I'm like, what's the perfect equation? Could someone just please text it to me because, or tweet it out because (laughs) (laughs) I need to know. Right. Yeah. It's very hard to balance everything. Um, especially when like work is so important, but it's also not at all (laughs) that important. Like really in the grand scheme of things, you know, like if, if the only thing that's important to you is what you do for a living, then you live like a very sad and like one track life. Yeah. But that's the thing you spend the majority of your life doing. Yeah. So it's hard to like think about putting other things in front of that or like you get home from work and the last thing you want to do is sit down and record an hour long podcast or whatever. But I think that kind of stuff can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) But I I just mean like, you know, I I spend all day just like mentally plugged in Mm -hmm. and then like I want to go home and just go to bed. But I know yeah. that that's not actually a productive use of my free time. Like, yeah, because if I didn't do things like this or like I didn't make time to, you know, practice my drums or go to the gym, like I would feel just like useless as a yeah. person. Like I wouldn't feel like I was fulfilled in any way. So, yeah, yeah. Having balance is is super important. But I was surprised at how difficult it is. It is. Yeah. So. Especially now when. I think it's like really acceptable in the world of like self care and all of that. And it's like, if you need to go home and sit on your phone for 12 hours and like (laughs) go to bed, like if that's self care for you, like do that. Yeah. It's like hard to kind of like, like no one's going to be like, don't do that because we're all doing it. We're all sitting down in front of Netflix watching like six episodes. Right. But no one's going to be like, 
hey, stop. Because <laughs> right. you're doing it too. No one right. has balance. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Next one. Um, I think if you're dating someone for more than three days, <laughs> everyone that you know and everyone that they know starts asking you when you're going to pop the question. I waited to ask you that. Yeah. Until because you five kind days. of, you kind of like baited me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were kind of like mean. <laughs> no, I wasn't. And then anyway. you made Lauren play that trick on me. You can't say things like this on a podcast because now we have to tell the story. Okay. It's not as like serious as people think. I jumped to conclusions. Jake told Lauren and then Lauren threw it in my face and I was like, looked like I had pooped my pants. Yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> she was laughing um, so hard. Anyway. So, you know, I don't actually mean three days. I've been dating my girlfriend for over a year, but People have this expectation of adults where like, yeah, you graduate. If you don't have someone when you graduate college or you're not already engaged when you graduate college, you're kind of behind. So you better get going. And then, <laughs> you know, you have to date them for a year. And then once you've dated them for a year, then you have to have bought an engagement ring or else like you're a failure at life. And who tells you this? Well, it's just like that's that's a very um, normal, like, like normal timeline yeah. for people, you know, yeah. and uh that's a, that was a pressure that I felt in my life for a long time. Like yeah. I spent basically all of college just like obsessing over the fact that I didn't have a girlfriend, you mm -hmm. know, and I was really busy in college and it like, didn't make sense for me to like even, uh, sp spend the time thinking about that. But, um, all of, a lot of my friends had really serious relationships or like I started to see friends get engaged and like now I've been going to a lot of my friends' weddings and things mm -hmm. like that. I'm getting invited to friends' weddings and stuff. And, um, I felt a lot of pressure in my life to like find someone and then like hurry up and marry them and figure out, like put all this pressure on a relationship, mm -hmm. figure out if they're the one to marry. And if they're not, then you're wasting your time and like kick them to the curb or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I just, you know, I guess it really comes down to just like comparing yourself to other people's lives. But mm -hmm. the way, one of the ways that manifested for me was in other relationships and it doesn't help when like your family and all your friends and like, all these people say, so you, you think you're uh, going to pop the question anytime soon? And it's like, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. It's none of your business. I, like, I don't know. So like a little bit my business. It's your business maybe because you're my sister. But like <laughs> I've had people that I don't even know that well. What? Like, really? We, like we meet and I tell them, yeah, we've been dating for like a year and a half or something or whatever. And uh, they're like, oh, so it's about that time for you to start thinking about popping the question. I'm like, Bro, we just met. You don't even know what I'm drinking. You don't even know my name. What, like, why are you asking me this, these questions? Yeah. People are weird about relationships. Maybe you're adulthood. waiting for like your three year anniversary because the number three is really important to you. And like, I don't <laughs> I know. Start, I should start saying things like that. <laughs> I'm waiting for the moons to align. Yeah. I need it to be like a specific moon on this day that we met. And the moon needs to shine a specific way on the spot that we met. Yeah. So. Yeah. Gotta wait like 10 years. Yeah. Anyway, go. people ask very prying questions and I don't get it. Adults yeah. need to stop doing that. I thought, <laughs> I thought nosy people would stop in high school and no. college, but it doesn't mm -mm. stop. No. People need, people need to know it's new, I guess, you know, that would be, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that would be big news. So. That would be big news. You I'll would, you could use that for a while for when people say, so what's yeah. new? Oh, I'm, I got engaged. Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> and there you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, yeah. next one. Mine. 
So mine, I don't know if like anybody else feels this way, but I have this like weird feeling all the time that I'm still 17 and someone just let me play adult for a while and then they kind of like <laughs> yeah. forgot that they let me do it and I'm this kind of like still here doing it yeah. and I find it very difficult to like graduate to being 27 and not just 17 acting like I'm 27. Right. And I don't like I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I was when I saw that you wrote this, I laughed out loud because I was literally thinking about this the other day. Yes. Like, I feel like the way that I feel now is not that different from how I felt like in high school. It's yeah. just that now I go to work every day. Yeah. Except for then I went to school every day, you know, like. Yeah. And I, pay like, I still think about a lot of the same things and I, I feel like I'm not all that different, which might be a bad thing. But I think you're different. Well, that, thank God, that's good. But I just mean, you know, like, I feel the same way where, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm yeah. just, like, the fact that things aren't going terribly makes me think that maybe I'm a little bit intuitive about it. But, like, yeah, I don't know. You're just trying. I don't. <laughs> trying your best. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah, basically. I just, it's like, I kind of realized, like, I've always felt that way. But once I turned 27, I kind of was like, I feel like I feel 27 now. Like I felt like when Nick Miller's like, I'm aging into my personality. Yeah. I like, I don't know if like I was always 27, like this 27 year old. And so being 17 through 26 is why I had, I felt that way. Cause it was like, I wasn't there yet. Right. And then once I hit 27, but now I feel like, oh crap, all this time that I was supposed to be preparing to be 27. Like all my clothes, I'm like, I'm over these. I wore these in high school or like, yeah. you know, and like all of a sudden I'm like, why are my bowls still from when I used in college? <laughs> and so yeah. it's like kind of this, I feel like I'm graduating out of it now, but mm. it's still this weird, like, so when is like the adult coming home? Right. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not really ready <laughs> to yeah. do this, but like, I feel like I'm stuck here. Yeah. Someone forgot to turn the simulation yeah. off. Have yeah. Have you seen that? That tweet that is like, uh, I think they were like 22 in the tweet and they're like, 22 years ago, two people had sex and now here I am paying bills <laughs> or like now yeah. because of it, I'm paying bills. And I'm like, it's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Like I didn't ask to be here. Yeah. Like because of you two, <laughs> I am now here paying a mortgage, what a, a car thing. payment. What a sick thing for them yeah. to do. I know, like, yeah. I know you want kids, oh, cute, but like, you know what happens? I have to go into the world <laughs> and live a yeah. life, a functioning life. I was <laughs> like, You're I want, answers. About I it. want yeah. answers. Tell me what you were thinking about yeah. why you like, thought did that you was think a good that idea. Through? Did you think that through when you guys decided to have children? Yeah. Did you think, oh, She's going to grow up, but like then someday she's going to like have medical insurance and like <laughs> have to like vote and like pay taxes. Oh, cute. <laughs> no, you didn't think about that. I don't think Lisa. I've ever seen you do a bit before, but that was a pretty good one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You've thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to think about it. I, I've never thought about it that way, but yeah. it is uh, interesting. I think Joe Rogan has a bit about this similar um where he talks about like your whole life you are surrounded by adults and you're like dreading the day that be, you become an adult, but then you get to the same age as them and you realize that 
<laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that that was one of the things that shocked me about growing up. I mean, I keep growing saying up. that like I've been grown up for a while. <laughs> In the last year of my life, I've learned, or year and a half of my life, I've learned this. But like, um, what was I saying? <laughs> that you're like surrounded by adults oh, no. and then all of a sudden you oh, are an adult. Oh, just that like, uh, you know, when you're growing up, you kind of expect all do- all adults know what they're doing and that yeah. they're... Th- They've figured it out. Yeah. I don't think they ever do. No. Like, I don't think you ever figure it out. No. So. But I still look at my mom and I'm like, well, there come a day when I just kind of like got it under control. Probably after about 20 years of not having not it under having control. Not having it under control. Like she's so organized and she just kind of like knows things. And I'm like. Yeah. Like, and she didn't have Google. Like she didn't have Google on her phone. I Google stuff so much. That's why I honestly think that we're screwed because we have to, <laughs> we have to look everything up all the time. Have we you never, heard my? We never learn anything. No. Have you heard my story about when I lost Ashley and my phone was dead? No. Okay. Here is a story that does not relate to this at all, but it relates to the fact that I would not survive without internet on my phone yeah so ashley had to go get uh an oil change or something in her car or like her car needed servicing to the like i had to go pick her up because it was going to be there for a while yeah she gave me the wrong address but she gave me the name of the place Mm. so i'm like okay or she was like, it's something like this. Like, it wasn't like the, sp- the r- correct name and the address was way off. So she gave you no correct information. But she told me like. said, find me. Yeah. She gave me <laughs> some. She told me like the vicinity. She's I like. I am somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm somewhere in Lincoln. See you at 10. And yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> so if anybody knows me, they know that I rarely have my phone charged. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't carry a like portable charger with me because I like to live dangerously. Jeez. So I'm driving to go get her phone is at 10% and my phone was kind of old at the time. So the battery did not last long. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, let's see what happens here. <laughs> I don't have the right address. I don't have the name of the place. Oh, I'm getting sweaty have- <laughs> just thinking about this. <laughs> on my phone. I'm driving in downtown Lincoln where all the streets are one ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, my phone dies. I have no idea where she's at and she's waiting for me to come get her. You don't have a car charger? No. Oh my gosh. I did though have my laptop with me and okay. <laughs> so I think I was I think I was working somewhere and so then I like packed up to go get her. Yeah. Had my laptop with me and I was like, "Oh, perfect. I'll go find a library." Or like a school and like bum off their hotspot. Did that. Found the place that she was supposed to be at. And like I got to where I needed to go and I like picked her up. But I was like two and a half hours late because yeah. I was so lost. <laughs> she could have walked home in that time. She probably could have. So moral of the story is I could survive because I'm resourceful. But I would, <laughs> I would die because it would take me so long. Yeah. So that's right. also surprising about being an adult is that there's nobody <laughs> there to help me. <laughs> Way to bring it back. <laughs> okay, uh, next yeah. one. Um, most of your life is super boring, so it's important to invest mm-hmm. in things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, my example of this is I spend um, like $60 a month on a haircut, 
Oh and my gosh. That so is a lot of money considering most guys get their hair cut at sports clips for yeah. when they have a coupon to make it $4. <laughs> <laughs> at my husband. <laughs> um, and this isn't because, you know, I'm trying to ball out or anything, but the barbershop that I go to is called Scissors and Scotch. It's dope. It's also a bar. Not and sponsored. The bar is a, a super cool, like, it's just a really cool place to hang out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once a month I go there and I, you get a drink included and it's a really good drink. And my barber gives an incredible haircut. And it's just like, there's just something about the atmosphere there that I really enjoy. Like, I love going. Everyone there knows my name. Like, when Mm, I walk in, the bartenders know what I want. And they're, like, excited. Or I mean, I'm paying them to be excited to see me, you know. (laughs) So something about that, like, by the time that fourth week rolls around where, like, I know, oh, I'm getting my haircut this week. Mm -hmm. It sounds so stupid. Mm -mm. It seriously sounds so lame. But... Like, I really look forward to that, like, Mm -hmm. every fourth Thursday of my life because Mm -hmm. the rest of the time in between that can be really good or it can be really mundane, Mm -hmm. you know, and more often than not, as an adult, like, your days are basically all the same, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get stuck in your routine, so things like this where you can kind of work things into your life to enjoy. If it's within your means, I think it's important to invest in things like that. Mm -hmm. Plus, getting dope haircuts is uh, an essential of being a man, I think. Yeah. So I think, guys, I, I one thing I'm surprised by as an adult is that a lot of adult men don't care about the way they look and they don't care about yeah. haircuts or their clothes or anything, um, which is fine if you legitimately don't care about that. But uh, I do, and I enjoy those things. So uh, invest yeah. in those things. I think it's important. So, mm-hmm. yeah, scissors and scotch is dope. If there's one near you, I highly recommend it. Is it a chain? <laughs> Yeah, it started in Omaha. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how many there are, but it's mostly Midwest cities. So there's like, there's one in Omaha, there's two in Kansas City, there's one or two in Oklahoma City, and then they're starting to grow. I think there's one like in Phoenix now. And Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool place. I cool, dig it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the next thing for me is as much as I want to be blind to the things that happen in the world, I cannot do that, especially now that I am like raising up generations after me. Hmm. So I know I say I'm on Twitter a lot and read a lot of stuff, but TBH, I skip so much if it's political because mm-hmm. it's so bogged down. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's something new every day or there's like a new tragedy every day or a new something, the planet's dying, mm-hmm. you know, some, there's something every day to where it's like, if I read all of that, I would literally be like, why try? Yeah. I am going to die within yeah. the next six weeks. For there's sure. been a couple of times where I was like reading it before I went to sleep and it gave me anxiety because I was like, kind of had that mindset. Like I'm so out of control here. I have no way of like, doing anything with any of this information let me go to sleep right and so in like high school and college I was very out of the loop I remember we had to go to the library when Barack Obama was sworn in for his presidency and I was kind of like yeah this is cool yeah but I was like it it felt so removed from me because I was in a small town in Nebraska like, I, I guess I didn't really you understand. Were 12. The, yeah, I was like, you probably, yeah, I think I was like 15. So I was like, really not, I don't know. I mean, you know, but 15 year olds now are like, 
woke. Hashtag woke. <laughs> well, they some think aren't. They are. yeah. <laughs> some, some aren't. But like now as an adult, like these are things I actually have to really consider because it could possibly shape the like world that my children or my nieces and nephews are being raised in. And it, right. it's just like once, I don't know. And I'm very minimally involved in yeah. like all of that and very minimally have opinions. But to even have that was like kind of surprising that I was like, oh, like I pay taxes. Maybe I should vote on the taxes or like, right. oh, I live here. So maybe I should care about what they do to the streets and just yeah. even simple things like that where it's like, why, why am I like doing <laughs> I still don't care. Oh, well. I haven't gotten to that. I mean, maybe in three years when I'm where you are, I'll start to yeah. think more about that thing, those kind of things. But I have a lot of friends that are very politically um, informed, and it's, you know, I find myself talking with them about things, but, yeah, I'd, I've never voted, so. Yeah. My grandma got very mad at me when she found out I hadn't voted yet, but Would I she... voted. What? Never mind. No, no, she wouldn't be proud of. I was just going to say, would she be more mad when she found out who you voted for? <laughs> Probably. I think she listens to this. Well, hi, grandma. Hi, grandma. <laughs> That'll be fun. But I do understand the importance of it now. I understand. I understand like as a, that's another thing. Like I wasn't, I wasn't in tune to the like importance of it. And then when I took time to understand that, like, yes, I should vote, mm -hmm. but like I wasn't old enough. And then when I got old enough, I just was still immature. Yeah. And now here I am. So. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. What was that face you're making? Um, notification on my phone. Twitter, huh? <laughs> no, I had to turn my tweets off. Mm, otherwise you'd be <laughs> Flying off their handle, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, next. Um, all right. So I'm going to finally start to get serious about these. Yeah, I mine are like serious. <laughs> mine go the opposite direction. As I tried works. to. I, oh, that's perfect. I tried to think of some <laughs> like lighthearted, funny ones, but um, I feel like I'm, I usually am too serious about th these shows that we do. So um, this one is, there's far more to what you do far more to your life than what you do for a living. And yeah. I, I sort of touched on this before, but um, just some background about me and why this was jarring to me was I basically spent my entire life up until the time that I graduated college chasing like this dream job mm -hmm. that I eventually got. Um, so I, I got to where I wanted to be and I'm super grateful for that. And I'm not saying that like I would have changed anything, mm -hmm. but um once like you get to that point of like you've spent your whole life working to, for this and I feel like the first uh, like 21, 22 years of your life, there's a a pretty, pretty steep trajectory like your life moves pretty quickly and there's always mm -hmm. goals built in like, well, I need to get to this next grade or I need to, you know, get this on this test. I need to get this GPA, whatever, like and everything works on basically like a one year timeline or like a four year mm -hmm. timeline. Basically, when I got to my destination that I thought I had, I didn't know what was next. Like, I didn't know where my life was going after that. Mm -hmm. Like, and I wasn't accustomed because I was so accustomed to being an achiever and my life moving quickly and having these set milestones in my life that, mm -hmm. you know, happened on a relatively short period of time. Um, when I got to 
my real world job and realized yeah. like, oh, the next real milestone is like 15 years down the line or something <laughs> yeah. else, you know, and like the day to day is like slow. Sometimes some days it's really slow and some days it's really fast and I don't really have any control over that or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was super jarring for me and that was not something that I was expecting. I really expected my adult life to look basically the same as like mostly my college life where I was yeah. working really hard all the time and I had all these milestones and accolades and things that I was working for and achieving. Whereas like I still work really hard, um, but the payoff isn't as like frequent, you know, yeah. you basically like you, I wasn't expecting to feel like such a gear in the a yeah. larger machine, you know, and I wasn't yeah. expecting my life to feel so like, like I was looking off into the abyss now, whereas before yeah. I could see like a finish line, yeah. but now I'm looking off into like a 50 year gap, you know, <laughs> of like yeah. what is, what really is next after all of this? So, yeah. um, I guess the only, like I said, I don't regret anything, but the only thing that I really wish I wouldn't have done um, in my formative years was like putting this position of my life on such a pedestal as like the finish line, because now yeah. my life has really just started. <laughs> I have to figure yeah. out basically all over again, like, okay, well now what do I want to accomplish? What am I trying to achieve? And like understand that now I'm working on like a 10 year, 15 year, 20 year time scale versus like four years or like, yeah, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Um, the change in direction and the change in momentum and trajectory was very jarring for me. It's like, you know, there's a lot of inertia growing up and then it's like suddenly stopped. Yep. I don't know. It's, it's painful in a way. And that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's when I started going to therapy because I didn't know. <laughs> I, I felt like my life had no meaning anymore, or like any yeah. sort of objective. So I didn't yeah. know how to handle that being such an objective driven person. So mm -hmm. yeah, real life, man. Real yeah. talk. My life was not in that order. So <laughs> yeah. I understand it a little bit, but I did things kind of backwards. So mm. I didn't have, I didn't have that like stopping point, I guess, where you're like, what's next? Cause I yeah. kind of already did the like, what's next right before I graduated. So <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I spent my entire life basically since I basically decided what I wanted to do. Like my sophomore year of high school is when I started to think that like engineering was something I could be good at and whatever. And then I decided, well, I want to work in consumer electronics. And then I f like, that was my goal. And then I figured out a company I wanted to work at. And then for like six solid years, that's like all I thought about, like mm -hmm. all I did. Um, yeah. And so now that I'm there, it's great. And I love it. I really do. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, there's definitely, a, a some growing pains with adjusting to, the trajectory of your life and being okay with like things aren't moving really quickly right now, but that's okay. Like that's probably, yeah. that might actually be a good sign. Be better, <laughs> you won't burn out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. My next one kind of is like that a little bit. It plays into it. Like mine is staying motivated and disciplined. So mm. I talked, uh, in the beginning about having a balanced life, but when you are working towards a goal, it's easy to stay motivated and disciplined. Yeah. Like in college, obviously it's easy to stay motivated and disciplined because you're like, I have to get these grades to get to X, Y, and Z, or I have to like get these papers done by this mm -hmm. deadline. But then when you get to work, unless you have like most of the time you have deadlines at work, mm -hmm. but then like 
that's like kind of the only other area of your life that you have to stay somewhat on a schedule. Yeah. I guess like, especially for me, because every job I've worked in, that's not true. What my, like one of my longer jobs slash career jobs was very ambiguous. And Mm -hmm. I kind of built myself, my own schedule. And that's when I learned, like, it was hard to stay motivated working for yourself. And then like two years later, I started working for myself. Right. And then you try and stay disciplined with like fitness and eating well. And like you add in all of your other like extracurricular activities and staying motivated to practice like something that's not like you're not in band at school anymore. So like, I don't need to practice, but like, if you like those things, you have to practice or like my mom is like super into art. She has to be disciplined to get better at it, but it's Mm -hmm. not like she's, it's not like her career. Right. So I feel like that's always been a big struggle for me because I am the laziest person (laughs) I know. (laughs) hundred percent the laziest. Huh? So Discipline yeah. and motivation do not come easy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, motivation doesn't really come easy to me, but discipline does in a weird mm-hmm. way. Like, I mean, I've talked about this at length on an episode before where like motivation doesn't mean anything to me because I, mm-hmm. I see through it. But like, if I have a goal and I want to accomplish something, I kind of know how to put my head down and get it done. But, um, it's interesting you talk about, like mom and drawing because or doing art because it's hard to sometimes to to see how those things fit into your life when mm-hmm. they're not like I'm not making a career out of this you know yeah like it's hard for me I have that new year's resolution of accumulating 150 hours of practice time or whatever yeah lately it has been hard for me to sit down and be like why am I doing this because like I don't actually play that many shows a year yeah. Like, uh, this is really kind of grueling and boring practice. Like where does this fit into the grand scheme of my life? And yeah, really it's just because I enjoy it. Like and yeah. the fact, the fact of getting better at something that I enjoy is important enough for me to keep doing it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But okay, yeah, it next. is hard to stay motivated. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Let's say we do one more each. Okay. Unless you really I only have two. I only have through. two left. Oh, okay, we can just finish then. Okay. Um, the world is not nearly as black and white as I thought it was. That was same one thing that shocked me. Um, just an like an easy example of this is like finances. I feel mm-hmm. like people grow up to be indoctrinated to believe like there are certain objective truths with your money. Like you need to be saving to buy a house. Or like throwing or like renting in your young 20s or whatever is just throwing money away. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily believe those things to be true. And I think that a lot of things in life just come down to um, what's important to you and the position that you're at in life right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think I for a long, you know, part of my anxiety as a young adult, like the first few months that I started working was you know, I was spending money on things that I wanted and I enjoyed and like, because I never had any money before. And I finally had like a job that, you know, allowed me to experience and enjoy some things. And I felt like this sense of guilt because I always heard, you know, um, adults in my life. Like, I don't want to say our parents because they're not really this way, but 
for some reason, I just always felt like if you're not saving that money to buy a house or like you're not putting that money into um, like making extra payments on your student loans or your car payments or whatever, um, mm-hmm. then you're you're being irresponsible and you're just throwing mm-hmm. that money away. Um, but I think it's important, like I've said this a few times in this podcast, but I think it's important to like invest in things that are just important to you because they're important to you. Like they, yeah. they bring joy to your life and that's an important thing. Yeah. Um, so like for me, like I don't really want, have any desire to buy a house right now or anytime yeah. soon. So it's, it doesn't make sense for me to be putting all this money away for that when I could be doing things now that I enjoy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, I mean, that's a pretty, uh, I don't know, not super important example, but there are other things like this as well where like, um, I never really thought about politics before I became mm-hmm. an adult, but now like all my friends are talking about it and I live, so like Lincoln is a sort of liberal city, I suppose, in terms of like, as far as Nebraska goes, but like yeah. I kind of stepped up another level and I've been challenged in a lot of ways talking to people, but like navigating different opinions and things. And I don't like want to go into politics by any means, but just yeah. that I feel like it's really easy to say like that, this group of people is always wrong no matter what. Until yeah. you realize, oh, my best friend actually believes that and I still like them, you know? So like, yeah. how does that, uh, what does that mean about me? Like now am I going back on my word or whatever? So like, yeah. you can still value things and like see the other side and respect the other side or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just to bring all that back, the moral of the story <laughs> is I, th- I don't think there are as many objective truths to like the way that you should handle your life or the things that you should value or whatever, as I thought there were there, Mm -hmm. you really have a lot of freedom to decide what is important to you. And the fact that it's important to you is like reason enough to care about it. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? I feel like that wasn't a very well thought out point, but you're so wise. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. I just know a lot of (laughs) words. (laughs) Um, my next one is, uh, the biggest, one of the biggest surprises to me is comparison. So I was never big. I didn't like really compare myself a lot in high school. And I don't know if it's because I grew up going to school with like all of the same people. I came in at fifth grade. So I only did middle school and high school with them where they had all been like in Mm -hmm. daycare together. And like they had definitely like more years on me. Right. But it was like, I don't know if it's like when I entered marriage and then, you know, you start comparing your marriage to other marriages and you're like you're comparing your inside scoop on your marriage or life to somebody's that you only see like a fraction or like 10% of mm-hmm. and that's not even that's not even talking about social media that's just like if I talk to my friends mm-hmm. you're like oh so how's married life going and they're like good mm-hmm. and I'm like knowing I just had a fight and they're saying good I'm like they never fight right like, that's something I always struggle with yeah Yeah, I was always like, they never fight. They're perfect. They have no issues. And so two of my best friends got, we all got married within like a month of each other. Mm. And they, I would, on the outside looking in, then I was like, they have the perfect marriage. They, they both like, both these marriages are perfect. Like I'm the one that's wrong. Are like, oh my gosh, like we're, why, why are we struggling? And then finally I was just like, why aren't we talking about these like things? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like nobody just like wants to talk about these things. And then you bring it up and I'm like, they fight all the time. Right. (laughs) They just fight differently than us. Like I'm a yeller, but then like talking to my friend, she's like, when we fight, we are like 
we don't speak. Yeah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my, you guys do that? Yeah. And so like, that was like a huge, huge, huge surprise to me. And I'm not even in the mommy like world yet, mm. but I have read tweets about people saying that like mommy groups on Facebook or like supportive mommy groups in like Instagram communities and stuff are vicious. I'm sure. Like, I I don't even like, I think when I have kids, I don't even want to post that I have them. No. I want someone to come to my house and be like, when did you have this baby? And I'd yeah. be like, three years ago, here's your, <laughs> here's your grandkid. Right. And like, because it's just like, the comparison and like the constant, like people feeling validated to give you opinions on your life and right was and still is like shocking to me. Yeah. It is yeah. such a surprise. Well, people, like you said, people are always trying to, I feel like they're trying to feel good about the way that they live their life by imposing that on you. Like I, yeah, I'm maybe. guessing, I'm guessing as a, as a parent, like, they want to feel good about knowing that they're raising their kids a certain way. So they're going to tell mm -hmm. everyone else, like you need to raise your kid this way or whatever. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even. Oh. Yeah. That's like I just like, I, I already like, com I don't really do it so much now because I've like grown to realize that like everyone's lying about their marriage. Like if you say that you don't fight, you're lying like right. you fight and if you right. don't fight like there's then something wrong with that like you should like <laughs> right. at some point butt heads but like I've just now be I've become more secure in like my marriage but it's like mm -hmm. I don't want to know what I'll be like when I have kids and being like oh she's like gluten-free dairy-free and I'll yeah. be like my kid ate like dried <laughs> pizza rolls from the car like <laughs> they're not ate. cooked <laughs> i know we ate them right out of the bag right out of the bag didn't even heat them up yeah. i just held them under my armpits and then popped them in yep yep no i mean okay. i i compare myself all the time and i do it a lot more now than i did back in the day yeah That's i don't weird. get why i think i have more time now to like <laughs> yeah. like i honestly it's weird like i feel like i have more time and as an adult to just sit around and like stare at my phone than I did back in the day. Yeah. Which is counterintuitive. But Weird. Yeah. That leads me to my final point. Final one. <laughs> Free time can either be productive or destructive. Yes. Um, like I said before, I, I've tried to be pretty intentional during the week now about, you know, like I have this podcast, I have another podcast. Like I started playing drums at church every week. So I have rehearsal like, so at least three of my night, my weeknights are always spoken for. Mm -hmm. And, um, this is fairly new, like within the last uh, few months or so. And I feel like I feel a lot more stimulated and a lot more fulfilled doing those mm -hmm. things where I come home from work. Cause otherwise the alternative was I would come home from work and then just sit around and watch Netflix, which <laughs> like sounds great really uh -huh. to a lot of people until you do that all the time and like mm -hmm. you realize that you're doing that by yourself all the time mm -hmm. you know and it's like all I do is go to work and then I come home and on the weekends I still just sit here and watch Netflix like mm -hmm. um, so I veg hard on the weekends when I get the chance but that's because <laughs> I don't really give myself a whole lot of time to do it during the week yeah now. but that's because I spent a lot of time in destructive free time where I was just subject to my own thoughts and that's when I was you know sitting on Instagram all day comparing my life to all these Instagram models and super jacked dudes and uh, 
Instagram baddies, as yeah. Twitter calls them. Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. I, I was surprised by that because I thought that, um, you know, anything that you did coming home from work would be like your free time is yours to do whatever you want with. And I, I still agree with that, but um, I didn't expect to have to be intentional with my time off, if that makes yeah. sense, to not like become a German shepherd tearing my couch apart. <laughs> yeah. just like unstimulated so yeah, I was shocked by that yeah uh, my last one is my biggest probably surprise is health insurance taxes oh, yeah. IRAs and feeling like I need to think of retirement before I'm even 30 years old mm. because I don't know where I was at but I learned like how much it costs to be retired I don't can't remember if it was a class I took or if it was in like one of those retirement, you know, things your job makes you go to, to like learn yeah. about the plans. And it like told me how much you need to live based on like what year you retire. And I was like, I should have been saving since birth. Yeah. I am, I am not going to make that much money. I'm not going to save that much money. And I was like, and I, yeah, I was like overwhelmed mm -hmm. by the thought of it. And I was like 21, I yeah. think. And I'm like, I have to do this now. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And it's such Stephen a weird concept. It, like you're saving is. money for, you might die before then, but you're like saving yeah. money for a time that you might not even be able to use it. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It is so wild. And like health insurance, how expensive health insurance is mm -hmm. literally gives me an ulcer yeah. that I then have to go to the hospital for and pay a freaking <laughs> $500 copay. Right. And I saw on Twitter <laughs> this thing. This isn't even a bit like I, I literally see everything on Twitter. So, yeah. uh, uh, they went, someone in the UK was interviewing people like in London and surrounding areas. And they were asking them questions, what they thought cost like healthcare costs in the United States. Mm -hmm. Like how much do you think it costs you to hold your baby after it's born? And they're like, you have to pay for that. And they're like, yep, it's $40. I didn't and know like, that. Yeah. So Crazy. I like watched this and I was like, I guessed most of the answers, right? They're like, how much do you think like a house, an ambulance ride is? And they're like, I don't know, $40. And they're like, it's $1,500 yeah. and like all of this stuff. And like you do that and then you realize how much you're paying for, for health insurance. And it's just like, it's like half my paycheck mm -hmm. goes to health insurance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder my parents were grumpy all the time. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> chickens, like $8 for a pack. And then I got to go spend all my money on health insurance. I got nothing at the end of the week. Yeah. By the time I'll you pack a chicken, by the time you spend mm -hmm. all your money on the stuff you need, you don't have much to live your life anymore. No. Yeah. Oh, you, man, that's rough. Taxes. The retirement plan thing really gets me. Like I think about I know. that all the time. Like it's cool for, I have, I'm fortunate that I have a pretty good 401k through my work. And it's fun to like see that number grow because I just, you know, do automatic deductions for my paycheck. Mm -hmm. But then when I think about like that amount of money and like what I could do with it now, it, it bothers me. <laughs> you know, I try to just pretend like it doesn't exist because it's such a foreign thing for me to think about like, I can't touch that money until I'm 65 and a half or whatever, 66 yeah. years old or whatever. And it's strange. And if you do, you don't get like the half that you're like, work you know puts in or whatever yeah like if for some reason you have to withdraw from it or there's like it's just like I don't get it and it's like 
But you're just, I, you're a captive aunt. Like you have to do it. You know? Yeah. You have to yet do again, it. You, know, you don't understand it. A reason I did not sign up for in this world. And, yeah. But because my parents thought they needed me, <laughs> I have to freaking save are. for a retirement plan for Here when I'm 65. Here you with your yeah. IRA. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> okay. So I had, we had some listener answers that I'll just rapid fire through. Yep. Um, because there's only three. Because uh, I'm not going to lie, I accidentally deleted the ones, some from the Instagram account because uh. I was, okay, so backstory to why we didn't have a uh, episode last week. I was in the hospital with an infection in my stomach and like gallbladder. Mm-hmm. So I was very high on morphine mm-hmm. and I am now s- realizing some things that I did <laughs> that day <laughs> that I thought I did correctly. Like I sent emails out and none of my links worked because I thought I did them because Yikes. I did them while I was like high on morphine. So one of the things I did was I accidentally deleted the question uh, for our Instagram account. All right. That's all right. So one of them was having to schedule your own appointments for the doctor, dentist, et cetera. And I 100% agree. Yeah. That's why I don't go. I have not gone to the eye doctor and I can see nothing. I've gone to the eye doctor a few times, but I have not gotten new glasses for the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're like not far off from I each also other. haven't been to the dentist in two years oh my gosh I had not been to the dentist I think six years and Jeez. it took them an hour to clean my teeth because they had to chip off years did you of feel black. did your mouth feel lighter your jaw could move faster after no that? my teeth hurt so bad mm. I could not eat Yikes. like they ached because I think they were like three centimeters thinner yeah yeah. Yeah, I definitely I, I agree with this one. It sucks. Definitely mm-hmm. not fun. Um, another one of our listeners said finding silence is more difficult. I don't know if they have kids, but that yeah. would be impossible. I feel like it is kind of hard to find time where you're just like with your thoughts. Because mm. we can distract ourselves now. Yeah. I okay. have to be distracted from my own thoughts. <laughs> Same. Yeah, you probably need a break from your thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's hard for me to not find, to. it's hard for me to escape my thoughts. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, and then the last one is all the bills that take your money. Yep, bills suck, man. Rent blows. They, yeah. It's like my a, a whole one of my paychecks every month just goes to mm-hmm. me living in this shoebox apartment. Yeah, yeah. Well, like for us, we are looking at moving mm-hmm. and expanding because our our house is a little small for our, you know, future five to ten year plan. Yeah. And uh, we are looking at houses and we're like, these sons of guns are a lot more than <laughs> what we're paying for right. now. Right. And then you're like, but I want that marble countertop. Yeah. Does, is it worth it? No. Nope. Yep. <laughs> But I can't it's live here anymore. It's to have a nice place to live, I think, if you can. I agree. I want to throw some bashes. Yep. Some bangers. Some bangers. Light it up. Yeah, F the bills, man. All the bills. <laughs> no more health insurance. I want granite countertops. To yep. <laughs> All right. So Jake and I do go-tos every week. So Jake, what is your go-to? Is it going to be a Kleenex or... <laughs> 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 yep. 
I was picking my nose for everyone who's listening. I'm in the comfort of my own home. I have a whole bit about it. All right. We will get into it another time. He's been digging for gold for like three minutes. And I had to talk to him like it wasn't there. You can feel it and you just got to get it. Is it deeper or is it crusty? Like, is it encasing? No, it's just a crust. It's just right here, you know, but like, anyway. Yeah. We'll, we'll get in. We'll unpack that on another episode. <laughs> Literally, you need to unpack that. <laughs> My go-to of this week is a book that I just finished called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Um, it's by Ramit Sadie. Uh, it's a personal finance book, but um, this was one of the books that sort of changed my perspective on what I thought were the objective truths of uh, managing your money. Um, mm-hmm. The title sounds douchey. Like it sounds like one of those scams to like um, try to become a millionaire and buy really nice yeah. cars or whatever. It's not. That's, his definition of being rich is completely different than what most people think it is. It's really just about like um, prioritizing the things that you enjoy and then um, saving like these big wins of saving for retirement, like automating your savings, paying off debt, and then whatever's left over, do with whatever you want. And that's your Mm -hmm. rich life. Um, So that's the, in a nutshell, but the way that he explains everything and the way that he talks about everything, he explains it in a way that makes sense. um, And he kind of walks you through how to set up um, all these different big wins and how to automate some things. um, So you don't have to think about your finances all the time and free up your mental bandwidth. So, um, I recommend it. It's a, it's a pretty short book and there's a lot of stuff that you can skip over cause it's just like anecdotal. Like, mm-hmm. um, I did this and these are the results that I saw. I kind of skipped over mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. I just read the actual information and it didn't take me that long. So good book. Cool. I, I like it. Um, my go-to this week is Ollie's pizza because oh, yeah. there was a couple weeks there that Steph and I were literally only eating Aldi's pizzas and I was drinking their wine. Aldi's take and bake pizza is Probably, I really think it's the best take and bake pizza for the yeah, for the money. Six, yeah, six dollars or whatever for yeah. such a huge pizza, and it's bomb. Do you, is there are they all thin crust? I think so. Yeah, That's it's why like, I like a them. good thin crust yeah. though. But Stefan, I think he said there's only supreme and pepperoni. No, are like the only flavors. Nope. Although those are the only flavors that our Aldi's has. Mine has like uh like a, a meat lovers. I think they have like a taco or like a enchilada chicken pizza or something or buffalo chicken yeah we've got a ton man you gotta oh my gosh because i don't really like either of those flavors but of the two i would do supreme i like their supreme a lot but yeah we've got got some other options down here i don't like green peppers on my pizza and it's like kind of only green peppers you gotta whack aldi man yeah we don't have wine at ours oh we do well it's because you live in kansas yeah it sucks yeah, so hit up if you got on Aldi's. Their pizza is great, and it's pretty filling. And it's mean, cheap. Thin crust, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, guys, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And if you want to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.